0: Welcome to Planning Phase Syndicate. We are an X Wing miniatures gaming group consisting of myself, Christopher Tanner, my co host, Matt Chevelle, and my third co host, Charles Dillman. And I'm going to say Dillman because it's actually how he pronounces his name, but it also sounds funny, kind of like a Dill pickle. So this is our inaugural podcast slash video cast. So we've never done one of these before as a group. So tonight, what you get to see is our first attempt, essentially, at having a conversation with you, introducing ourselves, demonstrating essentially what our podcast is going to kind of be about some of the different variations and options. And then we're going to actually do one of our segments live on the show, hopefully live on the show. So thank you all for tuning in. To this week's episode of Planning Phase. This week's episode is episode one. Let's start simple. We we decided not to say let's start simple stupid because then it would just be kind of like we're ripping off of KISS. And really, let's start simple stupid is just, it doesn't really mean mean anything to anybody, I don't think. (laughs) But essentially, just so everybody knows who's just tuning in, our show will bring you different training videos. We'll bring you how-to content, uh, a meta-hot takes, um, but we're going to all focus all of our content on helping newer players or players who just have started the game. So if you're a veteran or an expert player, you'll probably still get some enjoyment out of our show, but our goal as a team is to actually give content and help explain it to people who have just started. And the the idea behind this concept kind of came when there was a group session between the three of us one night and we were playing X-Wing online because during the pandemic, um, and for those of you who are listening to this 10 years down the road, the pandemic of 2020 <laughs> essentially had us locked in our homes, not able to go out and play in person because of the spread of the novel coronavirus from COVID-19. And essentially, we started playing online, talking online all the time. And what happened is we decided we wanted to do a podcast to kind of help people out who are newer to the game or who just take this as a hobby. Because when we first started, a lot of the podcasts, and things we listened to, all talked about extreme meta-analysis. What are you going to play when we get back to the tables? How, how do you analyze whether 10Nub is a better B-Wing than Hera? And, and it goes into such extent detail, we're like, well, I don't even know how to fly a B-Wing. I've never put one on the table. So when we started this podcast, uh, Maya and myself were actually both newer players. And we relied on Charles and some other people from his team who had been playing X-Wing since the 1.0 version to kind of help us through this transitional period. And we could thank Charles for my dislove of Torkel Mucks, just so everybody knows um, ahead of time. And you can, you can laugh guys. That's okay. You don't have to be super quiet, <laughs> uh, you know? And, and so, but we wanted this podcast and this video cast, I guess, to kind of be more of a representation of our journey into X-Wing and how we can help others have the same amazing journey that we've had so to begin with if we want to go ahead and start with matt matt if you want to give us a little bit about yourself how you got into x-wing um what your loves are your hates are you know why you think chris is a better beta player than you all those type of things we can go ahead right now and you can explain that
1: sure sure yeah so yeah I'm matt chevelle i am from michigan um in my 40s we're gonna go stopping right about there Married to a lovely lady named Jackie, which uh, hopefully we actually might get her on the cast. Uh, she plays a little bit. Uh, you know, She was my first foray into attempting to teach somebody uh, how to play this game, which was a lot of fun and very interesting. So I uh, really enjoyed that. Uh, we have two lovely fur cats. You're definitely going to see them. You probably already did for those who are uh, eagle-eyed out there. Uh, you know, we'll just make a game of ca- counting the cat butts as they go by. You know, across <laughs> here. Uh, I've been playing since February. Uh, Chris here actually bought me my first two sets of uh, of uh, of X Wing. Started with uh, just a a standard uh, a standard set to to play with, and then two um, scum uh, fire sprays actually, because for my first right so for my first foray in i decided that i really love boba fett and i thought he was the coolest thing so i was playing boba eamon and just after you know playing that for about a month thinking oh yeah this is this game seems pretty easy and and all you have to really do is just go down the field and and see how quickly everybody dies but that was the boba fett meta and uh I realized just how much of a jerk I was shortly thereafter. Uh, But hey, you know, whatever. It did allow me to actually put them on the table. And I was so incredibly lucky to actually win my first in-person event. But uh, it was uh, in the before times, but only just before times. So it was a whopping six people. So that is a very hollow victory. I'm very interested in, uh, in playing multiple different factions. Like I said, I started with Scum. Uh, and then I've got, of course, bitten by the got to catch them Pokemon-style version of it. Uh, with the one exception of Separatists, I have started buying into every faction. don't own all the ships, but I do own a very hefty number. Uh, I don't really have a favorite uh, faction. Uh, I suppose my least favorite faction is the Separatists, but that's just because I've really not played them much. Uh, I've never was a huge fan of how they... Uh, how they had so many of them, but I want to try them out, so actually I've been starting to think about and play some Separatist uh, faction. Uh, let's see here. Ace play has been something I've really been interested in, so I've been trying out uh, Imperials. I'm really a huge fan of Echo, that kind of stuff right now. Uh, let's see here. I'm curious about uh, getting into the judging aspect, so deune kind of style, not of course him, because I don't need to be the the head of any of these uh, tournaments and the head judge or anything like that but it would be interesting to actually do that aspect i think of the game uh, i don't like tournaments as much just because i don't personally think i have the right temperament or man you know kind of personality for it uh i am excited to play in person and uh, excited that uh, soon here we are going to start putting chips on the table again so yay for vaccines Mm-hmm. So that's me in a nutshell, if you guys, you'll learn more about me as time goes on. But other than that, I'm excited to meet you guys. Thank you.
0: Awesome. Charles, how about the most veteran player of our squad?
2: <laughs> uh, but only by a small amount. Uh, my name is Charles Dillman. I'm originally from the same city in Michigan that uh, Matt is from. I'm currently living in Orlando, Florida. So I am part of our squad via proxy at this point. Um married with one wonderful stepchild and a dog that will inevitably make an appearance on the podcast periodically as we go. Um, I have been playing my first foray into X-Wing was when it released at Gen Con. Uh, picked up the red letter starter. For those of you who don't know, that was the very first starter kit. Um, got out of the game because there weren't any expansions for it. Rejoined about the time that they dropped the Scum and Villainy Faction. Uh, interesting history lesson the original star or not the star viper excuse me the original fire spray um that had boba fett as a pilot um was part of the empire faction because there were only two factions in the game being empire and rebel um so got back into it at the time that the scum and villainy faction released Uh, and never looked back i've been playing since 1.0 i lost my first 12 straight tournaments um i wouldn't say that i'm the best at the game by any means um as far as my favorite faction, uh, my background probably makes that pretty clear, but I am a tried and true scum player. Um, I foray into CIS uh, and the Separatist faction only because of the fire spray. Um, and I play the Republic a lot with my son because he plays First Order. Um, as far as my style, I try to fly non meta. I try to mix it up and play ships that don't see any love, like the G1A or. Uh, you know, the droids or even the shadow caster periodically. Um, that's really about it. I don't really, I'm not an interesting person. I'll probably be <laughs> the most boring person on this podcast, but uh, I have a lot of knowledge to share. I'm always available for questions. Uh, any rules that you need answered, I can find an answer for you. Uh, and really, we're all here to help everybody learn this game that we both love and hate at different times. Um, and really just kind of build stepping stones to have you guys play a game that we love. Uh, so, yeah, that's to, to copy Matt. That's me in a nutshell. Um, if you want to know anything, feel free to ask. But Boba Fett is the best pilot other than Just
0: Agree, my friend. I will tell you that <laughs> Boba Fett is probably the best character in almost all of Star Wars series. And I'll agree with you on that um the Mandalorian is starting to come up on that but I'll at least give you I'll at least give you that Boba Fett has always had a love with my heart as well so
2: the thing that I will say and I will say this for the uh the gentleman that's currently in our chat uh who never really understood my love uh for Boba Fett um he went and watched Empire strikes back and return of the Jedi and came to me and basically said I don't get it because he has about 17 minutes of screen time total between the, uh, yeah, he has two lines and the most action-packed thing he does is get launched into the Sarlacc pit by a blind Han Solo. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> until sure. uh, until the Mandalorian came out, he really didn't really have the opportunity to do uh, do anything as what I would consider to be badass. But it was the mystique and the, the aura that he carried around him and the whole Mandalorian backstory that I fell in love with. But uh yeah. That's, that's my, my Boba Fett story.
0: Fair enough. And I think the, um, that I, I think that's, it's, that's very amazing. Um, in the aspect that Boba Fett has had such the iconic, you know, change to star Wars that we're now, he's not getting his own show, you know? Uh, spoiler alert. I guess if you haven't seen last year's <laughs> Mandalorian, but I mean, we're we're eight months out now, for Christ's sake. It's so really
2: if we can only be held possible. We can only be held liable for spoiler alerts for so long. Very well, true. I, mean, I don't think it's a spoiler. I mean, come on. the
1: The fact that the show is coming isn't a spoiler. I mean, I mean it's <laughs> coming at this point in time. It's it's pretty much public knowledge. So public knowledge isn't a spoiler alert. I I mean, if you started talking about what was in an episode, then we're talking. But
2: the fact
1: Fair that enough. something's gonna
2: exist, I think that that's good. So, what yep. about you, so Chris? I'm, Why don't
0: you uh, tell us about you? Yeah, so I'm Chris Stanner. I uh, got into X X-wing shortly before Matt. Um, I come from a big board gaming family, to per se. So when we were growing up, I grew up um, very family oriented. We played a lot of board games, not the same way we do now, <laughs> right? board games now do not exist back then. I mean, back then we used to play Monopoly and fight over it, and that was a big thing, right? And um, I I learned how to play a lot of card games. I could play backgammon. I could play Blackjack. I could play Spades, Euchre, if you want to play Euchre. I love that game. Um, And maybe someday we'll do like an online four-person Euchre tournament because that's my favorite (laughs) thing in the world, and I will 100% win. Um, But Uh, anyway so I grew up playing board games Um, when I moved out and started having kids of my own it started settling down Um, when the partying had to stop I found I love board games and about two and a half years ago I got into this uh, card and dice game called Star Wars Destiny which at the time I thought was the best game in the whole wide world and I still think it is Um, I tried to get Matt into that game and Matt hated it because he doesn't believe that he doesn't understand the technicalities to this game well what happened was they ended the star wars destiny series and i needed another game i could get into that had a competitive scene as well as a you know local friendly uh type scene and i had two options one was legion and the other was x-wing and um i hate painting period so it was x-wing <laughs> i do not like to paint ships i don't want to paint any of the figures. If Legion had come out all painted, I would probably have bought it into that because it's a war strategy game and it's Star Wars. So who's not to love about that? I mean, I love being able to move my little Darth Vaders around, but I'll tell you what, I sure as heck am not gonna paint every one of those and then go put them on and play a three-hour game. That's just not gonna happen. Um so we I group, which is how Matt and I met Charles uh through Phil. And a couple other people, Phil and John, essentially, and we we started playing online X Wing during the pandemic, and that's kind of how I started into it. So that's really about it for me. I mean, I'm not these really special. I like a lot of board games. Um, I host another podcast as well uh, that talks about science and politics, um, but this is kind of my fun hobby outlet, um, you know, thing that we get to do. So, and who knows? Maybe this will take place of the other one because this one sometimes can be funner. Funner is not a word. I know you're going to say that, Matt. So.
2: Uh, more fun.
0: <laughs> anyway. More so fun that's...
1: Funner too, I suppose.
0: There you go. Essentially, that's, um, that's essentially me. So if we want to talk a little bit about the show, and I think that's probably important because we're, our goal, like I said, is to take a different take on this, right? We, we don't want to just give you another X-Wing podcast where we analyze the meta or what lists are good today. We want to give you opportunity to have fun playing X-Wing. So like Charles said, he forays into other factions. I'm kind of similar to Matt. I play almost, I own every faction and I play almost all of them. You know, um, I am bigger into Separatists, honestly, and Swarm play than anything else. And my first love was Empire because that's, Essentially, the first joint faction man and I thought when we, we we didn't have enough shifts to play to put on the board we are like, right. oh, here's our tie fighters and x wings oh we have a hundred points. what do we do you know right and so if you're so new to found, the game uh,
1: we actually found a used use section that's what we did is, is Chris yeah. and I actually found a used set and one it was like two different two different factions it was Empire and uh scum, and so I took the scum and he took the empire and now we had enough to put stuff on the field.
0: <laughs> we did. And, and that was the, the best part of that was learning why we wanted more ships. So our goal, though, is to explain right. to you why you don't have to buy everything. Because the dollar amount that went into my first year of X-Wing um, it dwarfs the amount of money I spent on Destiny in my year and a half cycle with that. And I guess I won't say it dwarfs it because if I bought everything brand new, it would have. But Matt and I have been very diligent about buying online bots, um, trading used stuff uh, quite a bit. So, you know, I won't say I spent more than, on that than Destiny. What's that?
1: The buy local, man. Local game store. Between Chris and I, we've probably saved, I don't know, at least 25% on everything we bought. It, because we went to our local game store. We talked to our local game store we asked them if they can do us a special and they have been able to do us a special. So, I mean, buy local guys, buy local. Yep.
0: Yeah. And so that is, that's kind of the idea behind what we, you know, what we were winning for, but what we don't want is for people who want to get into the game to feel daunted by it. Right. Cause now I could tell you for $200, I own, could own separatists enough to play almost any separatists till the new sets release and only play that one faction. And if that's what I found enjoyable, that's what we do. And so, like, Phil, one of the guys that started me into this whole thing, his idea was, is I own everything. I'm a collector. I want you to test what you want. So before we left in-person play, we were able to play a couple of different other factions amongst each other, which helped gave me an idea of what I really liked uh, when I got into it. For example, I don't own a lot of Rebel. I just don't. I I own some because I found a lot, but I do not own a lot because I'm not a rebel player. I don't like the style as much. But again, here we are moving down back. What is Chris like? The idea of the show is not to talk about just what Chris likes, but what we can help you all find. So what we did
1: to kind of say, too, and I know that like so for me and I think a lot of X-Wing players and from what I've seen in the community, too, if you happen to want to play this game, don't think of the daunting cost of what it's going to cost to get into it find somebody who else who plays and then see what they're willing to loan you put on the table with you and just you'll find a way to save quite a lot of money if you know in in in-person x-wing is what your goal is then do find a player talk to your local your your local game store there's going to be people. People know people, and people know who, who is out there. There is there is a group leader. Ours is Phil. You know, There is a group leader in every community, right? Yep. So just look around and go out there. There's going to be a day where somebody's going to come in there or something like that. Because the one thing about games like X-Wing and other miniature games is, is if you have an interest to play it, the point is to get out there and let people know you're interested in playing it. Because most people who like to play games – We'll be happy to teach you. We'll be happy to loan it, loan you what you need and are happy to let to, to almost um, just get whatever you need to, on the table for you. One, because now they have another opponent. But then two, uh, you know, it, it's enjoyable. It's re- it really is. So uh, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just, you know, I always want to say that because it's amazing. I mean, with COVID, that's why Chris and I probably ended up having to buy so much so soon. But without COVID, I think that we would have had um, much less expenditure. But even then, we'd probably still end up spending it in the
2: end. But you know
0: how we, we have addiction problems, folks. <laughs> we'll just, I think, I think any
2: respectable gamer does, whether it's Magic the Gathering, Hero Clicks, X Wing. We all have some money sink that we spend money on. Uh, some people have Jeeps. Some people have, you know, hot rods or race cars. Everybody has something that they enjoy. Um, for me, Phil was probably the first place that I played in person X-Wing plug plug for um, the game store there in uh, where you're at Chris out of the box yep out of the box games was probably my very first in-person tournament Um, (laughs) played with some friends really got into it and right now is a perfect time to get into the game Um, just because there's such a varied kind of community between your casual player your high-level tournament player um, because everything is happening online right now, it allows you a very large access to a very large library of players uh, that you can reach out to via Discord or other YouTube channels and, and find online games. Um, and that's kind of why we wanted to do this. We want to give people who may not have the opportunity for in-person play or even if you have opportunity for in-person play and you want to get into the the intricacies of why a certain card works the way it does or why a certain pilot is better than another pilot. Um, I can't necessarily tell you what makes a pilot better, but I can tell you what we play. I can tell you what the cards do and how they interact. And the purpose of this show is really just to kind of give you guys, from a starter's vantage point, from a new player's vantage point, how to play the game and and really break down the different steps to leading you into the wide world that is X-Wing and tournament play and casual play and everything that comes along with it
1: another thing I yep. wanted to add to, because uh, you're starting to talk about uh, online play, which you're right. Right now, online play is amazing. And you really have a, 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 ste- a stepping stone in there. And then also right now, the newest thing from FFG and now probably AMG is is that they've been releasing uh, really great three-ship sets. Uh, yep. Squad sets, they call them. Where these little squad sets where you would before have to buy multiple $20 sets, what you can do is you can get these squad sets. Which are, include the three ships, and really you can buy a squad set and field a reasonably good squad, right, right from the get-go. Uh, whereas when we started, you'd have to buy that plus this plus this to plus this, you know. So it really they have they have started thinking about the new player. So
2: yeah, when I when I first got into it, just looking at differences in cost now. Um, You had to buy the starter box, which was at least $40, and you had to have that to get your templates, your obstacles, and your um, damage deck, which were the three required things to be able to play the game. Uh, Then, for me, because I was a scum player, there was no box that had scum in it. Every starter set came with Empire or Rebel, uh, and so to then field a scum list that was anywhere reasonable, you were probably dropping close to another hundred dollars on just the ships that you needed to fly now in 2.0 like you mentioned every faction has a three ship kind of starter box you can buy secondary templates ffg even has a, a set of plastic templates that you can buy separately and there are faction specific damage decks now so depending on what you wanted to fly like if we were to look at the meta i know it's a bad word but if we were to look at the meta right now one of the major players in the meta is a dual fire spray list. So if you were to buy the starter box for Scum, I mean, you're going to get two Y-Wings and a Hawk, so those are not, meta-wise, a very large used ship at the moment. There will be comebacks. But for $40, well, no, wait, they're $30 each. So for $60, you could have the fire sprays that you need to run those lists, maybe another $15 for a set of templates and $10 for a set of uh, the damage deck. And you, you're able to, is it five for the damage deck? Wow. I didn't realize it was also, that cheap. And also hit up who you know plays for yep, the absolutely. rulers. Absolutely. Everybody's got an extra set of the cardboard rulers. That's how I got uh, Javier into the game. Um, but, you know, looking at that, it's just one of those things where for less than $100, you can have a tournament viable list. Calling out to someone that I saw on Facebook this weekend, he and his daughter purchased a lot from one of their local guys that was getting out of the game. They probably played two or three games together, and found out that one of their their local game stores was having a tournament, and they decided last minute to go to the tournament, play some in person X Wing. His daughter went two and two and finished seventh, and he went three and one and finished first place in their very first tournament. And they've been playing the game for like two weeks. So there, there is a learning curve to the interactions between the upgrades and the pilots. I'm not going to say that there's not. Um, but again, that's why we're here, to help break down those interactions and help you understand the, uh, the pieces in between, you know, the links in between the different cards and how everything interacts. That's, that's really what we want to be here to do.
0: So let's go through a few of our our segments. How about that? Let's, let's, let's do that. Um, because I think that's important. And then we're actually gonna run one of our segments tonight, I believe. We're but correct, Matt. We we're gonna run one of the segments. Oh yeah,
1: for sure. We're okay. definitely gonna we're we're definitely gonna do one of our uh, I think is what one of our more fun segments. So we'll let you introduce them and we'll figure it
0: out. Yep. So essentially every week you can expect from us an introduction where we will talk about what we're gonna talk about for the week. We're gonna kinda highlight um, different things that we found interesting in X Wing this week, as well as maybe we might BS a little bit about our our personal life. So, for example, I'm very burnt because I was outside on Saturday from oh 10:30 to about 5:30 p.m. So I'm pretty red. You know, should have put suns lotion on or whatever they call it. It's that sun. I know it's not called suntan lotion because you don't put it on when you want to prevent. it. There you go. Sunscreen. And my, I got a lecture, quite a bit, big lecture about it uh, because yeah. of that, but um, either which way, first, first of the year, I always get that. Um, we're also going to always end the show with what did we learn today about X-Wing or what did we find different? Um, what we found is when the three of us get together, we almost always learn something new from each other. Um, sometimes it's the fact that Mux went from I hate him this much <laughs> To how much I hate him up here, though. Charles oh. and I played a game last night, and he only won by three points with his much So, oh. you know, whether it's a,
2: hey, whether it's an inch or a mile, a victory is still a victory, sir. It, don't don't be ah. salty. Don't be salty on air just because I beat you. Wow, you feel There's the still saltiness. Mug? I just you know hate how Carl- much he hated him. Oh, come you on. I
1: yep. Charles because you're think, gonna hate this. I, list. I think that you started. I think you. I think you like took the cap off. You know, like losing that cap. And you're like, okay, here it comes. Here it comes. Wait for it. Come on, man. You can't. Oh, bro. On oracle.
2: No, no, no. I dropped a Mento in the two liter bottle and then put the cap back on it. That's what I and did. I waited for that yeah. to explode. Absolutely yeah. did.
0: Yeah. All right. The segment that we'll probably do on almost every show is Academy 101. And, and that segment essentially is meant to give you an example of, um, I don't know, different rules um, that you may not know about rules you may know about and again you know like i said our goal is is to try and teach something every episode so if you're a veteran or an expert player you can fast forward typically 10 to 15 minutes in that segment or you can listen to it and correct us on all of the mistakes you think we're making <laughs> and you can post all that stuff right in the chat and we'll happily start addressing it and we'll get into our patreon later um you know and talk about that as well but the big thing is is we wanted to always do an academy 101 because there's things that i learn on a it, we'll call it a weekly basis because I don't play X-Wing every day, but on a weekly basis that has actually helped me further um, my play style and further what I do. And, and one of those, again, for example is understanding Oracle Bucks and how when he moves you to zero initiative, if everybody gangs up on one of your ships that you don't want them to it's gone. You lose that ship and you just might as well say, thanks thanks for taking the one ship off the board. So those are the type of things we want to help people through. We're also going to look at essentially mechanics, right? We're going to have a mechanics section where we analyze different types of mechanics, how we place rocks, um, bumping. Matt mentioned ace play earlier. Those type of things that will help us kind of go through, you know, these are different play styles and these are the the components that make up that. So if you look at what I play 90% of the time, it's usually swarms. I don't usually play um, much less than four ships almost ever i will say i do like ace play as well um and i i do find it enjoyable for example a a 666 list which just happens to be my favorite combination of numbers to be able to play sienna since fell charles charles favorite uh <laughs> pilot and um oh. vader all in one list and with tools and it's insane right Ooh. now yeah it is. um but it's really fun. Like for, in my opinion, I find it fun to play and it's kind of something that, um, that's the type of thing I go out of the way with. And like, in another example is we could talk about mechanics because when I played my, in my last tournament, I didn't quite understand all of the mechanics that went into like a Garvin and Hera, a wing and, um, X wing combination to the point where it created this infinite loop of, of focus tokens. <laughs> and, those are the type of mechanics we want to cover with people. We also will obviously have like a um, roll call list where we spotlight lesser known cards, lesser known ships, things that are we just find fun to play, you know. And again, for example, one of those is going to be, um, you know, one of the ones that we have on there will be Hera because Hera is actually really fun to fly no matter which way you look. at it. it's not just because she's good, but she actually is enjoyable to fly. But for example, sensitive to controls is an upgrade that you could put on, you know, an interceptor or what's the a silencer. I think you put them on interceptors and silencer and, and it just kind of changes the order of operation on how you do different moves um, and linked actions. And so it's fun. It's just something cool. So we're going to create what's called a roll call spotlight segment. And I don't know, maybe we'll come up with a cool scum nickname for it. We'll see. Um... We will also be doing, you know, breakdown of list analysis on and off. Um, We might have an opinion uh, segment where we bring different guests on for opinions or hot takes Um, uh, that they like. We now, we also will have what's called a, um a segment called what churns your dial. And that's, that was, that's the segment where we get to rant. So, the first one we get to do i think is me right i think that i'm the first one
2: definitely you've already you've already alluded to the topic (laughs) because it's going to be you talking about your hatred for the hwk pilot torquil mugs yeah and i was gonna say also the other problem will be getting him not to do
1: it i think sometimes
2: don't worry guys we'll try and keep him reined in as much as we possibly can (laughs)
0: But we wanted to do that because we all have different quirks. And so for example, typically the things I hate the most, and you can and Matt will attest to this. And 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 Matt's kind of let's be honest, Matt's pretty similar in his hatred aspects. We both get very angry very fast at certain weird mechanics and we don't understand how it works. And we feel like we had a gotcha moment. Somebody right. pulled a gotcha moment, which is fine, right? You know, people do that just to kind of josh with us. Now Matt and I do it once in a while with each other just because it's funny. And we, we don't when we played in person. You can't throw the ship across the table, but when you play online, I can flip that table pretty bloody easily. So, <laughs> um, but but we wanted to do that because I think it gives people, it gives us an opportunity to vent about what we don't like about it and gives other players that may play that ship or that card an opportunity to actually have a conversation um, about, you know, why that card is so good to some extent. <laughs> And why other people should probably be interested in playing it? Because it is like again, Torkel Mux. In fairness, is fun to play if you're playing him. Right. He is.
2: Sure. He's just and not then, much
0: fun when you're on the opposite side of the table.
2: No, the other side of the table, Torkel Mux is not fun. But the ship itself doesn't have a whole lot of defense, so it does go down pretty quick when you target it and focus fire it down. Um, you know, another segment that we're going to be doing, uh, we call it assemble or constructing the Death Star. Uh, one person is going to take the reins of a uh, list builder while the other two members of the crew uh, will be shouting out different pilots and ships trying to build a list out of insanity. Um, and then every couple of weeks, not only will we be here for commentary, uh, we'll also be here to play some games uh, here and there as well. Um, so we're going to take the lists that we build in the Constructed Death Star segment and we're actually going to field them, whether it be uh, you know Matt and Chris in person on a table Um, myself with one of them via tabletop simulator uh, on the internet um, or however we're able to do it if we're traveling Um, but we're going to try and field those lists just to make sure that we are also able to enjoy the game that we're teaching you guys and you have the opportunity to watch what we're doing and ask questions on what we're doing and our thought processes and why we do certain maneuvers or why we use certain upgrades and everything there as well
0: yeah the idea behind that too is those are not going to be competitive clips, right? They are just for fun lists. They're just us yeah. going, "Hey, this is what we really find fun," you know, and and we each get to put a little bit of ourselves into it. So
2: and to be fair, you never know; you might stumble upon a combo that we didn't previously know, and maybe we build a tournament viable list out of out of the rubble of insanity that is that that segment.
1: Well, yeah, and it, and one thing I do want to. You emphasize here and this is this is kind of like the point of this like just harkens back to what we do right mm-hmm. academy 101 roll call uh what turns your dials you know just spotlighting uh obscure mechanics uh showing off certain uh lesser used cards talking about different rules uh building these lists putting these lists out there uh, it's all about uh how to kind of construct you're gonna watch real-time construction of lists. You're gonna watch these games, which are only intended to be fun. I mean, obviously, yeah. We may. Who cares? We, who knows? We may stumble on the next massive meta, but that's not the point of them. The point of them is to 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 see in real time basically a list being built, uh, even when it's less than ideal circumstances, and then to try to have fun with it, right? So it it really is uh, kind of the culmination of what we intend to do here guys right it is it is from start to finish all the way from how to play the game all the way up to putting the the pieces on the board and hopefully making you guys smile and having some fun because that's really what this is really intended to be this is not uh let's talk about the next meta let's let's get that net list list let's try to to make it even better. And then let's have this crazy tournament and see who's the best and, and, and shout at each other. Let's, you know, let's, <laughs> that, that's not what this is game.
2: Yep. But no, to a be couple- fair, there might be some shouting at each other, but that just depends on what mood we're in from evening to evening. <laughs>
0: Hopefully not a couple other real quick segment that we have is we all in, in combination with what change dials, we're going to do what excites you. And it's going to, it's basically the exact opposite of what, what do you like? And again, for example, Charles loves Boba. There you go. So there will be probably a good segment on that. Um, you know, and, and it'll kind of complement the, the um, anger of it. And then you can sit there and say, well, you know, for me, it's like, why I like swarms and what do people not like about playing against swarms and that, that type of thing. We also are going to do something called rebel hanger cadets, where we look at list building in a different light where one of us will bring a list or at some point, if somebody else would like to submit lists, Um, And then we tweak them and say, well, this is what we would play with them. Um, The idea is not going to be to keep the original list, but to kind of tweak it to be something that you could put on your table at a local event or a local get together, or if you have a online in person type thing that you want to play. And then we will also have a segment called system malfunctions where we get to discuss weird interactions, things people should probably be aware of. Um, (laughs) And there's Charles has a good one. And I'm not, I'm not going to let Charles give it away because that can be part of one of the segments, Um, but there's a weird interaction that, that people probably really should know. All right. So I don't know fellas, I think that's, that covers all our segments does. Oh, we were also going to do we're going to do a segment where we talk about 1.0 ships that have not been released. I completely forgot about that. Um, oh, we are going to do that because they're, they're, those of us like me who've never played 1.0, 1.0 know some of those ships though basically from learning about them and Charles has a really good insight into ships that probably should be coming to 2.0 that just have not yet for whatever reason.
2: Well to be fair and, and being realistic, they exist in 2.0 just because in the transition kits from 1.0 to 2.0, we did get pilots for our existing ships. Um, but there are a handful of ships, and I will say that the majority of them are in the faction that is near and dear to my heart, uh, which is the scum faction. Uh, we lost a lot of really fun ships that didn't really see a lot of play in 1.0, and we were hopefully uh, going to see an uptick in 2.0, and we really haven't seen that. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to deep diving into those uh, those articles as well.
0: Awesome. So let's go on to our segment. And so what, what, do, what guys, what did we decide on the segment that we were going to do for episode uh, one?
2: Why don't we throw out a Construct the death star? We'll, we'll go ahead and build a list, let them see the insanity that ensues and see what we can do there.
1: And uh, since uh, you were the first one to shout it out there, Charles, congratulations. You are in the hot seat, sir.
2: Fine with me. What faction am I running, guys? Oh, no. What faction are you running, sir? Not. No, no, no. Because I,
1: I was going to say, you know what I'm going to pick. So why don't you guys no, no, pick? Not scum, scum veto. But I think you should pick your
0: faction. Anything but scum. Yep. I could put the. Do I have to put the Jeopardy music on? Oh, or will, no. we get, will we get it ticked for that? I think we get ticked if I yeah, put the music do on. That.
1: Not to mention the fact <laughs> that we should each get a veto as well. So if you pick one that chris doesn't want you to choose then you know we can veto too so
2: let's see here um why don't we go you know what i don't fly it very often so let's go no let's go republic let's see what we can build with republic what's my first ship guys or my first pilot oh boy what do you want to do chris why don't you dish him something
0: all right, so if we're talking Republic, Republic for me is a couple of A-wings are obviously your your meta staple, right? Um, you have it's your Resistance up, pod. No, huh? Republic,
2: Republic. Republic, Jedi's. Oh Jedi. Oh, yeah. all right,
0: sorry, Pick the wrong one. I I, like, I, I guess I can't a- 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 hear you.
2: I've stores. not been doing the thing.
0: So space force. All right, so okay in Republic because I'm super smart, I guess. Um. That's why we have a podcast to teach Chris how to play good. Yeah, um, him, So there's a lot of different ships that you could pick. You have your LAT gunship. You have your Naboo Starfighter. You have your Nimbus-class V-Wing. You have a Torrent. You have your Aedas Atticus, your Div- Delta S, I don't know how to say, Aether Sprite. You have a Y-Wing, and you have a oh, ARC-170. And I'm going to say is I'm going to avoid the Y-Wing because Charles knows that that's something Charles will know. So if we want to break Charles out, to me, the lack gunship is one of the most iconic things that I, I would put in. I would a hundred percent definitely be putting this in there. Now, if I want to go on a on a they have all these different opportunities, things that you can play, right? So for example, this with if you play hound, a friendly ship in your um rotating art gains a depleter restraint strain token. If you have no tokens of that type, you may transfer that token to yourself. Um I have not found Hound to be very useful. Warthog is the meta staple. Everybody likes him because he allows non-limited ships at zero to range two, destroyed during engagement, to not be removed until end phase. So essentially your initiative no longer matters. That is a lot of fun to fly. But I'm going to give you Hawk. And I'm going to okay. say this because if we're going to play something that's fun, and Matt and will test this because the first, t- pers- the first one I put on the table was Hawk. Yep. And what Hawk says is at the start of engagement, or I'm sorry, at the start of end phase, each friendly ship at range 0 to 1 that has a revealed maneuver of 3 to 5 may gain one string token to perform a barrel roll or a boost action. So this is after everything has happened, you're still alive by some crazy mainstay. You now have a Hawk. You now have the ability to take a red token, which only can has to be cleared by a blue token. And the nice thing is, the really nice thing about um Republic here is the fact that you get to get rid of red tokens like crazy with blue maneuvers because they have so many of them. A lot of the ships on there strive on blue maneuvers and you don't get that in every faction, especially scum scum. I have a lot of that, actually no, you're the true.
1: Too, with the, uh, with, with the uh, lat, the great thing about the lat, uh, it is uh, one of the, Two medium-based ships of the Republic, actually. Uh, and the thing about the lat is, it is, it is, uh, it's basically a backbone of of your list building. It is very, very support-oriented. It is a rotating arc with two dice attack, which is abysmal. Let's be fair, right? So it is there to support its brethren. So if you're going to start with something on the Republic side, uh, a lad is not a bad way to start.
0: All right, oh, who's gonna, who wants the next ship, Matt? You want to take the next well, ship or do you want out-
1: to um, I was hoping this ship. out a little bit. Um so what are you going to put on
2: the hound? There you have no idea or you, do you want to have a start on him? So I think with with Hawk, he is designed I I would like to. Now obviously what we do with this is going to be up to you guys, but I'd love to see him run with a group of N1s. Um just because the N1s get the bonus for doing the 3 to 5 where they get the 3 or they get the free evade? Um, so they push really, really hard to do those three to five maneuvers, um, that they get the benefit from Hawk. Um, so if we're going to be doing something like that, um, I think that, uh, let's see here. You don't have to put anything on Hawk. I just figured if there
1: was something that you thought of right away that you would like to strap on and go for it. If not, I'll, I'll throw something out for you.
2: that might be interesting and i've never used it so why don't we throw a crew on there and we'll give him kit fisto uh kit fisto uh, we all know is a jedi at the start of the engagement phase you can choose a friendly ship at range zero one uh, and spend a force if you do that ship can perform a red evade action Um, might be beneficial depending on what ships we pair with him because if there is a ship that doesn't have uh, an evade on its action bar giving it the ability to take an evade token um for a stress is really 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 solid and i think it pairs well with uh being able to do a boost or barrel roll at the end of the round should you need to do so
1: one of the ships it won't do so well with though is an n1
2: most of the time they get their free evade action so they get they get a free evade but i mean again it is a choice so it is a may it's not something that you have to do but if you get an n1 that you did a three that you didn't fully complete Ah, uh, they don't get that. They don't get their free uh, evade token. So being able to have a backup to give them a red evade just to try and keep them because they're fragile, uh, but just to try and uh, keep them alive a little bit longer. So I would, I would like to try it out there and see what we can do. Uh, Is that what a do you force think, Force Activation or an action? Uh, it's a so it's a spend a force, and then gotcha. if you do that, ship may perform a red action. So as long gotcha. as that ship isn't stressed, it can stress to perform an action.
1: Well, honestly, I would like to see um, that particular card. I've never thought of it being used, so I'm wanting to add an Aether Sprite to that because they normally are only allowed a Force uh, Evade, uh, which, if you guys don't know, what it means is you have to spend one of your Force, or it's a purple purple Evade. You have to spend a Force from the ship in order to actually perform that action.
2: So um, who are you putting in that el- Aether Sprite? Good
1: question. I part of me wants to, to be mean, but then part of me wants to also, like, be really awesome and give you, like, Obi. Because Obi in an Aether Sprite's pretty much the bomb.
0: Um, oh. Let's throw Obi on there for a second.
1: Sure. Go with
2: Obi. That's, that that right there is a great ship to have. If I'm going to add another pilot, I want to throw another Aether Sprite on there. And I think that I want to try... Um, Ahsoka Tano. Oh. Uh, when I look at her, I've never really flown her in the Aether Sprite, um, but after she fully executes a maneuver, she can choose a ship at range zero one one and spend one of her force uh, for that ship to be able to perform an action even if it is stressed. Uh, so it allows you to do that red boost, that red barrel roll, uh, at the end phase with Hawk, uh, and still be able to assign an action should you need to do so with uh, with that Jedi.
0: All right. And I guess if we're gonna go down this route, let's see if we even have any more points left for we do. You can run a Bravo. Technically most people run Rickola, but if you, you see so you could run if you want to run everything naked, you can run a Rickolay. But that's gonna put everything in a naked thing. So I would I would probably drop back down to Anakin which then leaves your room if you want to put configs. It allows you enough room to put configs on here. Um, If you want to go with the base, that base thing. And here's the other thing. Um, You don't have an evade action on on here. The only way they get an evade action actually is with full throttle. So kit allows them to double focus no matter what, at least one ship. So like Charles was saying, if you didn't do that. The only thing I worry about is dropping down to Bravo fighter is you don't get much in the way of him. And he's an I two.
1: All right. So the other thing that we want to make sure to highlight here, guys, and it's very, very important. So this is one of those rules things that we're going to start talking about. You're talking about the N one um, Bravo flight officer, Nabu N one. Uh, so, its its action is uh, after you fully execute uh, execute a three to five maneuver, you may perform an evade action. So basically, you get a free action there, and it's an evade action. The problem being, you cannot use then you use a red evade action at the same time. So you can't do the double evade. Uh, so that's that's one of those things where Charles said, yeah, if you stop short, you can. Uh, But that's one of those things just to keep an an eye on. So rules, real real quick check, you know, is um, if you do happen to field this list on your own, you cannot grab two evades, but
2: you can grab the one. uh, And then Kit Fisto can help one of the Jedis not have to use the Force. So my thing, and I appreciate giving Anakin, I like the the pre-maneuver barrel roll that he can do. Um, But looking at the list itself, if we're really breaking it down, Uh, That gives, with Kit Fisto on the Hawk, Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Delta, Ahsoka Tano in the Delta, and putting Anakin in the Naboo, uh, gives me a wonderful four points uh, to be spent on upgrades. Um, So that gives me the option of putting CLT on either Ahsoka or Obi. Um, So I honestly think that dropping down to the Bravo Flight Officer to get an extra eight points available uh, to make sure that you have, you know, CLT on both of your, your Jedi's, uh maybe a better play um, but that's just you know my 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 hot take on it if you will Charles you also have
1: room too if you want to go with Danae Elberger uh, Danae Elberger is actually though it's not used very often it's a nice little pilot it's while you defend or attack the speed of your revealed maneuver is the same as the enemy ships that ship's dice cannot be modified so um, that can be nice because uh, it is often that you're going to be um, you, you know getting it not often necessarily but you will have the same maneuvers uh you do have room to do both a clt on ahsoka and on obi and you can still run the name danae because otherwise you're not really going to have tons of points that you're going to throw extra upgrades onto this uh bravo flight uh so it might be worth a thought
2: sure uh the other option is that we just run the the aether sprites in their natural habitat with no clt whatsoever And Chris kind of spoke to this earlier and run Rick in that N1 um, that allows you to get the additional attack die and the additional uh, defense die uh, as long as you're moving faster than your opponent. And with Hawk rewarding you for doing three to fives, um, it encourages you to run Rick. So to be fair, for simplicity's sake, if we're using this as our very first list for, you know, new people beginning to play the game and kind of run into this, I think... Running just ships with as few upgrades as possible um, allows you to really get a feel for the flight style of the ships uh, and gives you a a good feeling of getting used to just, you know, piloting the the pilot abilities, which with the list that we're building here are complicated in and of themselves. Uh, So I would put my stamp of approval on Obi, Ashoka, Rick Olay, all just the ship, and then running Hawk in the lat with Kit Fisto. All right, there you go, guys. So that's your list rundown. Our very first building of the Death Star. The Death Star is going to be those four ships. Interesting setup. If you guys think of anything different, please let us know in the chat. If there's anything that you would run different, you know we're always open for suggestion. Um, but in a couple of weeks, you will probably see me field this on one of our uh, one of our streamed games uh, against either Matt or Chris or one of our other compatriots to see what we can do there. Very interesting.
0: Well, gentlemen, we are at 52 minutes officially. So for our first podcast, I think that's a pretty good time frame. Um, just kind of as we as we leave the episode, and I want to spend just a few minutes um, talking about formats and where you could find us. So what we're doing is is as we're working through these beginning episodes, we're working towards finding our niche on what day. We aren't going to commit to going live specifically right away, but our goal is essentially to be able to go live for all recordings during the day and then editing them in post during the week. So we're going to pick a day. Uh, Typically we'll probably be going live either on Sundays or on Wednesdays, depending on everybody's schedule. And we're working towards building five to six episodes that we can start getting our iTunes and Google play certifications uh, going. So uh, it takes a little bit of content to get those going, but that's kind of our goal. So if you enjoy what you heard, if you want to make suggestions, you're welcome to reach out to us. We have a Twitter, we have a Facebook page, um, and we have a uh, a Discord that we have just started that essentially we will be signing up roles for. But I also wanted to mention real quick too is we are going to create a Patreon, um, for people to participate in. And and I I know first show everybody's like why are you telling us about your Patreon you really expect us to give you some money blah blah. No, we don't. We don't expect you to give us any money <laughs> right away. But our goal is, is as we create content is we have to be able to, um, sustain some of the costs of this. Right. And, and we're not going to do this, uh, make you join us or do anything like that, uh, for no money. Right. We're going to give some different things away. And, um, so what I want to do is I'm going to show real quick, uh, cause I can do that cause I guess I know how to do these things. Um, what I'm going to do is we're going to show real quick our different tiers. Um, so if you would like to be more participative in our Discord, we, for $3 a month, we can give you a Patreon role in our Discord. We will have a monthly Patreon-only show where basically you'll be able to come on and interact with us specifically. Um, we will also um, have a Discord for questions that we will be answering in our monthly-only show. You can join our Crimora Syndicate tier instead of the Hut tier if you would like a small quarterly gift. And um, we have partnered with our fellows at the Design Theory, and they are getting us some wonderful different gifts that we will be able to give out quarterly. Essentially, we're going to be doing small quarterly gifts and medium quarterly gifts, depending on which tier you join. Um, You'll also get all the previous tier you know, options such as um, a Patreon role, the monthly only show, and the Discord. But we will also be giving out a quarterly small gift that will determine at the beginning of the first month every quarter. If you want to join our Pike Syndicate tier, which is probably my favorite tier, and that's maybe only because I've been watching the Clone Wars <laughs> again with my son. Um, but if you want to join the Pike Syndicate tier, we're going to allow and open up the thing to have a medium gift and the small gift. So you will not just be getting a small couple of tokens. You'll also be getting some sort of a median gift. So there's an example of some small tokens. There's some Vader stress tokens that um, our folks over at the design theory um, have created for us. And, what we will also be doing is is giving out a medium-tier gift, which we will be determining. So there's another example. We could have specialized dial covers that we could be giving out. Um, there, you won't just get one. You'll get a set of them, uh, depending on the monthly patrons we have. And one random person or – I'm sorry. That's the next tier. I'm getting – so Charles, you should yell at me when I get ahead of myself. The next tier is all the same thing except for – what we're going to do is give a um, a bonus gift, which will be the a random person is going to help pick what the lower tier gifts are. They're going to help talk us through. So they're going to have a private meeting with the three of us um, to meet and have a conversation about what they feel they would like to see. That way, it's not just us dictating. Here you go. This looks cool, right? Maybe you got an idea. I don't know. I mean, I don't really have a lot of ideas. So, you know, like, I mean, I like Baby Yoda things or Grogu. What's your favorite if you... pilot is,
1: buddy. Yeah, maybe they've uh, always wanted an Echo and whatever. We can get them an Echo dial cover. I mean, yeah, maybe we don't they suggest echo, uh, not just a Torkoal Mux dial cover. Exactly. Uh, who who long could live without a Torkoal Mux? I mean, and I, then I do have one of those shit. There could be on the field against Chris. Like, think of how much <laughs> you could ruin Chris's day if every time he went to play, there was Torkoal on the other side. I mean, like, the. Possibilities are endless.
0: are endless. Yep. So essentially, that's going to be our highest tier. We went ahead and created a Crimson Dawn tier, but uh, it, essentially, we're working towards building exclusive gifts. But we are not we we're not there yet, folks. So like like, please be patient with us. If you do subscribe to that, we will message you personally and talk through what do you expect to see, different things like that. Essentially, we are going to be working on an exclusive gift that will essentially become part of a massive thing like if you. If you're subscribed for this for you know, three or four months, you're going to get a set of some. So it, that's in the works, but that's, we're not there yet. So, um, we, we threw that out there to see if there is any interest. Um, if there is, we will be personally reaching out to you on Patreon. Um, and I will hundred percent be scheduling a meeting to have a conversation with everybody. And if we get 700 people that somehow subscribe to that, um, I guess Chris's day becomes, uh, I take a couple of weeks off of work and have conversations every day with people. So, I guess that's what my vacation is. Don't tell my wife. She will not be happy. Busy,
1: busy boys. <laughs> that's what happens then.
0: <laughs> um, uh, anyway, so, so the idea with our Patreon, just so you all know, is there's no money going into any of our pockets. This is not what we do for a living. We all have a, individual jobs. Our goal is, is to do nothing but contain, recreate content for everybody out there that they can use to help new players learn and become part of the um, X-Wing family. And if you really like us and you want to become part of the planning phase syndicate family, like I said, you can join our discard. You can go ahead and join our YouTube and subscribe. And if you hit the little bell, it gives you a notification whenever we go live. Um, we are working towards going live on Twitch and on YouTube all at the same time. I just, we don't have the ability to do that quite yet, but we're working towards moving towards that within the next couple of months. Um, and we also, you know, you can follow us on Twitter and on Facebook if you like those different formats of social media but our goal is is to probably be the most active inside of our discord cuz that allows freedom that we don't get with some of the social media platforms so with that being oh, said let's go into in phase team and well, real let's
1: quick too, I want to make a, make a quick quick note too. sorry chris um we we do need to make sure that we are also looking forward to and first of all i appreciate anybody who does decide to go and become a patreon thank you in advance and thank you so much for helping us uh get all this content out to you uh and secondly we are going to be starting to look for uh for people to actually do the the, the building the desktop. for instance there's literally three of us so how uh we're going to fill this is is going to uh, become a community issue as well uh so please i uh, do understand that there is going to, of course, be a little bit of, of favoritism toward, towards those Patreon's. Not that there's the only people, but but if you uh, really want to get on, you really want to to build the list with us. You really want to do a trench run with us. Um, please uh, reach out, let us know anyway. And hey, if you happen to be a Patreon, we'll look there first. So, All
0: right. well, I don't know what trench run is, but I'll look forward to whatever that segment becomes. Anyway,
1: sorry, super secret trench run
0: thank you um as we end the show tonight we've i've had a, we've had a good time our goal is to keep this to an hour hour and a half at the most um in an effort to conserve people's time. so you will also be seen in the future from us um gameplay demos and different things on our youtube so our youtube are in our discord and our twitch will be our main communication avenues and our goal is to build up the youtube with different uh play test videos so I believe in segment or episode two, we're going to do another construct the death star. Um, let me check my notes here. Cause I'm pretty sure I built those notes. I had it because I'm smart like that. Uh, yeah. So we're going to do another construct the death star and we're going to have either Matt or myself work with Charles, um, to build that. And then what we're going to be doing is we're, we're going to go ahead and pick a night and we're going to fly those on TTS. It probably will not be in person to begin with. It'll all be on TTS. That way, we don't have to. um, We can make sure everything's accessible to every member in our group. Um, And what that's going to mean is that you're going to get to see the list that you saw built there played on stream to some avail. And hopefully, somebody will commentate with the other person so it doesn't have one person echo chamber. (laughs) Anyway, um, enough of the crazy laughs. Uh, Thank you all for joining us tonight. We've had an amazing night. We will be back with another episode of. Planning phase syndicate right here, right now for you. Come join our syndicate and fly with us together. Have a good night, everyone.
2: Take it easy, guys.